During World War I and World War II, American households were urged to do their part to support the war effort. Government posters, newsreels, and radio campaigns encouraged the planting of victory gardens, vegetables grown in people's yards and in public spaces to keep the food supply flowing. You can have vegetables, lots of them, on your table next winter. You can have your own fresh vegetables on your table this summer if you have your own victory garden. You can help our fighting men get the food they need if you grow your own victory garden in 1943. The victory gardens produced over 40% of all the vegetables grown during the war years and helped boost morale. Today, the theme of going to war, this time against the COVID-19 pandemic, has created a revival in victory gardens. But instead of feeding the troops, vegetables are being shared with food banks and local members of the community to help people who've lost their jobs or who are struggling economically. The food bank of the Rockies and these centralized food banks cannot supply all the food that we need with the millions of people that are unemployed and the people that are they're finding hard to make ends meet, and I should say harder to make ends meet. That's Linda Langelo with Colorado State University Extension. This year, they launched Grow and Give, a program that encourages Coloradans across the state to participate in a modern-day version of Victory Gardens and use their time stuck at home during the pandemic to grow a little extra food to share. We have tried to engage interested people interested uh, gardeners to come out and to try and help the community. Grow and Give offered resources, not only for the basics of vegetable gardening, like planting time, soil preparation, fertilizing and maintenance, but also where to donate the produce after harvest. But as any gardener will tell you, no two seasons are alike, and good intentions might not always be rewarded. Year after year, and I see it all the time, crops get hailed out, people's gardens get hailed out, and a lot of people like to can and put that food aside, and you end up with nothing. And that's what happened in early June to people in Akron, Colorado, out on the eastern plains, when a powerful macro burst, a severe storm with strong straight-line winds, slammed their small town with gusts over 100 miles an hour. There was nothing left. There was nothing left. I mean, the plants were shredded if they were there at all. Suddenly, instead of growing vegetables to help others, people like Carrie Colby needed help themselves. We just pulled the onions out this morning from here, and so those will go to friends or the local nursing home. Come on in, ignore the chickens. I'm at Carrie's house on a quiet street in this small agricultural community to see how the macroburst devastated her garden. Basically, trees got uprooted right from the roots. Gardens got wiped out. My greenhouse was literally picked up from the ground and thrown through that fence into the neighbor's yard. Linda and others at the Grow and Give program heard about the damage and were able to hustle and get new plants to people like Carrie so she could restart her garden, which is looking a bit sparse, but has cucumbers, strawberries, basil, tomatoes, and the onions she just harvested. Like many who live out here, gardens aren't just for fresh veggies in the summer, but also food for the winter. It's not only that you were giving away, but this is food that you counted on mm -hmm. as well, right? Yep. This fills our freezer for the whole winter. 
So whatever we get from our gardens is what we eat on. Although Victory Gardens might have been new to many people, Carrie's family started theirs three years ago when her daughter chose to learn about them in school. My daughter did a project on um, the Victory Gardens during World War I and World War II, and I explained to her that my grandmother you know, had told me how Everybody had a garden and everybody shared and everybody just helped each other out the best that they could. I didn't realize that animals were part of Victory Gardens. Mm -hmm. A lot of the information that we found is that governments were trying to push people to have at least two chickens per person in the household. And if you had enough space, a milk cow. Obviously, we do not have enough space for a milk cow, and I wouldn't want to clean up that mess anyway. <laughs> Just cleaning up the mess from the storm has been enough to keep Carrie busy. Soon, she'll be delivering produce to her church and the nursing home. Then she and her kids will be pickling, canning, and freeze-drying vegetables, not to mention egging on those chickens, which survived the storm. We did get the chicks this spring, and one of them is a rooster, as you can hear, so he will be gone fairly soon because living in town you can't have roosters well I just think it's rude personally <laughs> but he's not quite big enough yet to go in the freezer but you know that has been less of an issue they don't think of their the chickens as pets those are when are they going to produce eggs let's go <laughs> to learn more about Victory Gardens and the grow and give program visit our website at h2oradio.org from Akron Colorado I'm Franny Halpern H2O Radio series, The Dirt, is underwritten by the One World, One Water Center, a collaboration between Metropolitan State University of Denver and Denver Botanic Gardens to raise awareness about water and the environment through water stewardship. Mm -hmm.